time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. What's the magnet made out of? Ding dong. I want to see some of that whizbiz. Guess what? It's the WizBiz Podcast with Alex and Eric, where we talk about Adventure Time and weird shit. This is another one of those episodes where we zoom through a bunch of Adventure Time episodes. We're doing Season 2, Episodes 19 through 22. Those are Mystery Train, Go With Me, Belly of the Beast, and The Limit. Um, And uh, anyhow, my name is Eric. I'm one of your hosts, and... Uh, my name is Alex. I'm the other one of your hosts. Yes, and there is no third host, no matter what you have heard on the internet. There are only two hosts. The Alex cast... I'm sorry. The WizBiz podcast. Oh, that was weird. Oh, ooh, I know. Yeah. Only needs two hosts. If we had a third host, it would just get too confusing. Yeah. The thing the Alex had, that was weird. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm having flashbacks. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I guess so. Uh, we're we're back in the uh, basement studio. This, we are. This we're time. back in the the echo chamber. And uh, there's two fun things. What's that? Uh, first, we have these cool new uh, microphone baffle shields. Yes. Like uh, I I don't know if the if the audience will be able to hear a difference, but we should sound incredibly um, better. Yeah, I mean. This setup is stupid, but uh, yeah, I like these things. It's it's sort of like you have this little miniature studio with the foam walls, but it's just like attached to the microphone. Yeah, it's just a lot of. I mean, just I I need to stop living in a dank basement apartment. That's really echoey. It'll never happen. No, <laughs> because we're living through late stage capitalism, and the uh, the ability to afford a house is completely shut off. Uh, the other us. exciting thing is um, when I went to pour myself a beer, I found that Alex has these wide mouth ball jars, like mason jars, that are very, very tall. They're like maybe 20 ounces, and they are they're, – they're like enormous pint glasses. They're, they're yeah. kind of cool though. Yeah, I'm 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 fond. I got them for for smoothie portability, and uh, I've so far used them to drink water out of. Uh, I'm drinking beer out of mine, and I totally feel uh, uh, ghetto fancy. As as well, you should. Mm-hmm. So, Eric, what what's been going on in your life since last we spoke? Well, uh, probably the most exciting thing that's happened in my life since last we spoke is uh, Mercuralia, which was which is a uh, uh, the festival of Hermes and Mercury and my Hermetic Lodge had a big um, ritual that we did on top of Mount Tabor where there was chanting and an altar and everybody wore robes and it was fun. Yeah, uh, I got an invite to that, but it was 90 something degrees and I work yeah. in an office without uh, air conditioning right now. Mm-hmm. So the idea of leaving the office and then being more hot, which just wasn't going to happen. I just, there was 0% chance that, that shit happened. Yeah. Luckily yeah. the weather broke. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was the day that um, we were supposed to get, we had like the flood warnings and the thunderstorms uh, and stuff. Uh, it didn't rain very much up there, but it cooled down a lot. So it was hot, but not unbearable. Um, yeah. The heat wave always just. This is our we we did a good job this year and we broke uh, heat records in in Oregon. We yeah. had more ninety degree days than uh, ever. It's good. It's almost yeah. like there's some kind of like a like a change happening in the climate. We call it the 
the toaster ovenification of the planet. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's probably that's probably like a pithy way to put it. We mm-hmm. should put that on t-shirts. Yeah, for sure. Um, How do you like your English muffins? Climatized? Yes. Really quick, uh, we're, we're just into Adventure Time now. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. We did a skip episode that mm-hmm. we did at four uh, episodes. Yeah. Do you have your notes for that in that book? Yes, I do. Um, is that because we're doing another skip episode? Yes, but I need it. This is going somewhere. Okay. I need to know the names of those episodes. If you know them off the top of your head, that's even uh, Those episodes were The Pods, The Silent King, The Real You, and Guardians of Sunshine. Perfect. Who won those episodes? We never voted. Exactly. Oh, so we need to go back to Because we keep – I literally – I was editing that one and we say – or maybe it was the next one, but one of them we say, oh, we need to remember to vote on who wins this episode and we never get back to oh, it. It's like we need a post-it note. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, – No. You know, Eric, we do need a post-it note. I wrote the word win down when we brought it up in the episode. I have, a, I, have a, I have a note here. I had it in front of me as we're recording and neither of us remembered to do it that was okay now that was like two of our episodes ago maybe three of our episodes ago uh all right well you who do you think who are you gonna Uh, adorable pigs with wands except that those are pretty major characters yeah they never return though okay that's true i am going to pick um gummy which one's gummy gummy was uh one of the uh goblins oh that's right yeah he's played by michael anderson perfect so um, I'm going to have this note right here, okay. win, and we're going to remember this episode. At the end of it, we have to vote on who wins the episode. You know what? I might actually choose uh, Werewolf Queen, who didn't actually show up in the episode, but was mentioned in the real you, where the, we're told that the answer is always Werewolf Queen. So I feel like if we're asking mm. who won those episodes, the answer should probably be Werewolf Queen, since the answer is always Werewolf I Queen. I don't like the grammatical problem there, because there is the old English for man. Mm-hmm. So it's man-wolf. Man-wolf uh, queen. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, don't man. get all turf on me. I am. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, oh, there's no way I can fit that into Nope, it. nope. Werewolf. <laughs> what would the turf be for werewolf? Wharf. I'm a wharf. <laughs> I'm, I'm a werewolf uh, exclusionary radical feminist uh, yeah i was trying to think of something funny for the F. worth yeah hmm. oh that makes sense yeah like from from uh, star trek the next generation yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh okay so we've established that we're going to vote on that later and i'm yeah. really looking forward to forgetting okay, okay all right let us talk about season two episode 19 the mystery train which uh i have one fun fact about this episode okay this is the least amount of notes i've ever taken on any episode in the history of of Whizbiz. i wrote two notes down and then just sat there with a blank look on my face, just wa- wanting it to bad, be. It's a bad episode. I don't think it's a bad episode. I think it is a, it is a, what, what would you call it? It's like a, it's Insipid? like a, it's like a, it's a C minus of an episode. It's just like, a, right. yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, you passed, I guess, but like, you just, it's just a, ugh, just a, there was, all right. there was just not a lot. So I think like this was the first appearance of Colonel Candycorn, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Uh, oh, the- wait, wait. Well, let's talk about him because I'm glad I glad you brought that up. Maybe you looked it up, but if you didn't, I would like to know what would you think the spelling of his name is? Is it Colonel Candycorn? Yeah. No, but I mean, the pun is Colonel. Sure. Candycorn. Or is but it spelled like Colonel, like a corn I kernel? I bet it's spelled Colonel like. Like Colonel. Colonel. Okay. But and I know I looked it up. Uh, I, I 
just probably I didn't pay attention to see if there was a joke in the spelling. But yeah. I, I know that there's supposed to be. I really liked Dr. Donut, too. He was a little ridiculous. I like Dr. Donut's skeleton. His uh, skeleton very cute. Was, was cute. Yeah. And this episode does mark yet another character near a mode of transportation trying to uh, molest Finn. In the beginning, the train conductor's like, "Yo, little boy, come on my train. It's like, ugh. <laughs> but that was Jake, it turns out. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> so your brother that you live with is trying to fuck you? No, that's, I mean, it's probably not much worse than a stranger trying to do it. Maybe it's better because you know him, but still, it's. I feel like the betrayal would be worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there are a couple of things that uh, the some of the stuff that I liked in this episode were the the sound effects. So um, when Finn sleeps, he has the the honk shoe snore. Oh yeah, we and like a honk shoe. Very honk shoey. Like it was honk shoe. Like his snore is very honk shoe. Let me. Um, I know I talk about racism too often, but I'm going to bring it up here. I feel like that sounds racist for some reason that I don't know why. Why? I don't know. Like hunk shoe. It just feels like, oh, maybe the shoe has like an Asiatic sound. Maybe that's why I'm coming up with it. I'm not saying you're being racist in any way, shape or form. It just, you know, like there's like phonemes that like, you're like, oh, that sounds kind of gross. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, honk shoe. It's, it's, it's a traditional cartoon snore noise. I know. You're a hundred percent right. But my like... (laughs) By like inappropriate radars going off of like uh, of, of. I feel like if we were gonna, in fact, if we were going to have a stereotype of of some uh, ethnicity that snored the most, it would be white people. Hmm, that's an interesting point. I don't know. I feel like everybody snores because because the Japanese have a big like. I only know from anime, but they always snore in anime and have a little snot bubble come out of their nose. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty gross too. And then I'm trying to remember if the least racist character ever made Slowpoke Gonzalez, uh, <laughs> if he made the if he snored. Anyway, let's 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 Did go back. Did he ever even sleep? I mean, he's always. I thought the whole point of his character was like he took siestas. Oh, you're talking about like Speedy Gonzalez's brother? Or something yeah, Slowpoke like Gonzalez. Oh, I know. Yeah. That. I, I vaguely remember him. You don't remember that? Oh, jeez, come on, Eric. Oh, the other uh, the other sound effect I really liked in this episode is. Uh, when Finn jumps um, onto, you know, at the end, they've got that great. So there's that great sh- chase oh, scene wait, on the wait. train. Before, before you do that, because that's my other note. Yeah. And since I only have two notes, I want to bring it up. And you're going to know the answer. I'm glad that you don't know who Slowpoke Gonzalez is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What is that ch 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 jumping noise from? It's something that's from the 70s, right? That's what I was right? about. I know. That's the $6 million man's jumping Thank noise. Thank you. I don't know. I, I know Both that- Both the it... $6 million man and the bionic woman had jumping okay. noises like that. So I know that as a reference to you're jumping high or like some kind of extra normal ability. And mm-hmm. I know the reference from various other shows and movies and things that like do that joke, but- I was like, I know it's from some 70s show, but I've never seen, I don't so, know that. Uh, from what I recall of those shows, anytime Lee Majors used any of his bionic abilities, it would make that noise. So it wasn't just him jumping. Like, I can't, I, I don't even remember all the details. He had like a bionic leg and a bionic arm. Like when he like, fought the Sasquatch, did it make that noise? Uh, it's the only I'm other sure. thing I know about that show is that he fought a Sasquatch in one episode. I'm sure, because it was it was anytime he used one of his powers, it would make the like noise. And I love that noise. I wish that I could actually make it. It's also referenced in the book The Martian by Andy Weir, that they one of the people as their comfort watch, they brought a USB stick of like 70s TV. And uh he's watching the those episodes, and he said that uh, one episode, the Bionic Man fights a uh, a, a rogue uh, satellite that was supposed to go to like Neptune or something, but mm-hmm. landed on Earth, and I guess turned evil. <laughs> Which are like this show sounds like shit. 
So there's all my notes on this dumb train episode. <laughs> I have another Martian reference uh, note in um, Kim Stanley Robinson wrote a. Uh, oh yeah, the Red Mars Green Mars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In in Red Mars, there's a scene where one of the characters is jumping on Mars, and uh, they call it a John Carter jump. Oh, that's fun. And I was kind of yeah. like, oh, I like that reference. I, I loved the Barsoom. Oh, I, you know, I love the so movie. Good. I've never read the books. You are <laughs> you know, such, just a, such, a, such a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, am. I mean, the movie was fun, but it was I didn't, I didn't see the movie. I just like say that when, when movies are really bad uh, well, compared I know to the books. If, if John and Alex Hate Stuff does an Eric uh, birthday episode this year, it's going to be on um, John Carter of Mars. When's your birthday? November. When does Dune come out? November. I mean, thank we already got your birthday episode planned. Oh, yeah. And this way, I don't have to watch John Carter from Mars. <laughs> is that like Jake Gyllenhaal or somebody good? As the uh, I don't even remember. No, I'm thinking, I of, know Prin- that it's I'm thinking Dwayne, of Prince of Persia. It is not Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and it should have been. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. He played Conan, though, didn't he? Oh, no, no, Jason Momoa played Conan. Really? They, they, re- they rebooted Conan recently. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. I, I'm certain I watched that, but I don't think I played it. I didn't. Enough attention. Yeah. Uh, okay, right. do you have any other thing about this dumb train episode? Um, let's see. Oh, how old is Finn turning? Do they even establish that? They don't. I was watching um, the season eight stuff, and Finn is like 16 or 17 in those. Hmm. So this is season two. He's probably 12. But I mean, who knows what, you know, how that progresses. We do learn in, in Go With Me that he's not into smooching yet. So I assume he's probably not 13. I feel like when you yeah. turn 13, you probably get a little bit into smooching. He does get red cheeks at one point when he gets kissed on the cheek. Yeah. So I feel like he's probably like at that, like... Uh, he's still in smooch denial. He's at the... Uh, what do you call... There's a... There, I don't remember the medical term for it, but like that area when you're just starting puberty, but you're not in puberty, there's like the kind of... Prepubescent? No, but there's like a fancy term for it, and I don't remember is what it, it is. Is it prepubescent fancy? No, but like really fancy. I used to know oh it. Oh, my a, you God. Know, like some some really dumb word that I... Was, is it uh, limnally pubescent? Yeah, yeah. It's like some... Yeah, it's some really dumb thing that at some pubescent point... Pubescent limnality. In my yeah. Um, yeah, let's let's put him there because uh, okay, you know, yeah, I don't know it's, because it's, he I, does start off this episode. Go with me with man, I don't want to be smooched. Yeah. So uh, this episode, uh, I like this. Uh, this episode is a cute one. Um, it, it's fun. It's got uh, it's got kind of like you know the the four kind of main characters: uh, uh, Finn, Jake, Marceline, and uh, Princess Bubblegum. Mm-hmm. Uh, entangled in uh basically a, a short rom-com yeah it's very uh very what was that show three's company it's, it's very very three's company. company yes yes um here's here's just the beginning of this and Did also you... i want a loot suit yeah <laughs> um i kept thinking of i don't remember who did it do you remember in the 90s when like swing music came back for like Three months. Oh yeah, yeah. There was there, the Cherry Pop and Daddy. Well, one of them was, had a band, it had a song called Zoot Suit Riot. Zoot Suit Riot. Yeah, Loot Suit Throw Riot. Back yeah. A couple of beers. Yeah, that's. But I, I had that with the Loot Suit every yeah. time it came on. But, <laughs> yeah, don't you it's, it's a Mr. Loot Suit? We meet PB in this episode, and she's practicing for a death metal whistling thing. Yes, and she's a horrible whistler. Yeah. How like, would you How would you incorporate whistling into death metal? <laughs> I'm not sure that the Cherry Pop and Daddies count as death metal. <laughs> we can always hope. Big Bang Voodoo Daddy, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and those are the only other bands. Oh, no. The Squirrel Nut Zippers, definitely. The Squirrel Nut Zippers are definitely death metal. And that's 100% of the bands from that era that I remember. <laughs> I think that's all of them. There's probably one more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, so yeah, so there's a, uh, there's a couple's movie night and, um, Finn has to invite a girl and he's, he tries to avoid it by being like, oh, invite this goose. Oh, I'll invite this blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so, so one of the things in this episode is, uh, there's hostility between Princess Bubblegum and Marceline. And mm-hmm. we find out like six seasons later that they used to date. Well, let me, I, I may be indelicate here, and this is not as a joke. Okay. So so I apologize if I'm offending uh, anybody uh, on the LGBTQ, et cetera, spectrum. Was Marcy's new haircut meant to be the stereotypical lesbian cut? You know, that flip over know. and shaved side? Because yeah. the first time she's ever had that on the show, mm-hmm. and this is the first inference that her and PB used to date. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that was a choice. It's a good question. I I don't know enough about about when the writers, when the team yeah. decided to uh, have um, Peebs and Marcy have a, some sort of background, and yeah. whether that background was ever supposed to be romantic up until the end. Like I'm not sure. They never really made it very explicit. But the the art in this episode was was different. It was kind of lower quality. Yeah, I thought. I thought that too. I thought PB was a little off model. Like she looked weird. And so yeah. was Marceline. Yeah. And, and even so was Finn. Well, Marceline, I wrote off to the hair being different. But there were just other stuff about oh, her. Oh, really? Like I she didn't, looked I didn't a little lazily yeah. drawn. Yeah. Which is saying something for Adventure Time. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the, the whole setup is uh, Finn's trying to get to the the thing and he's trying to uh, woo uh, PB into going with him. Yeah. And he doesn't know he's pitching woo. He thinks he's trying to talk her into it as a friend. Yeah. And I do love the line, you got to stop taking advice from your dog and listen to a real girl. Yeah. I, love I, that too. I feel like that's really good advice. <laughs> just overall in your life, if, if you can just hold that close to your heart. If, if anybody listening is in high school still, really good idea for a high school yearbook quote, you know, for your senior year. And also, Marceline does have some, a little bit of good dating advice. She does say, girls love fun more than anything. True. And, and that's kind of true of everybody. I met. My ex-girlfriend by wrestling her. I saw Wait, her. Wait, so it, that works? Yes, I saw her in the street and I went, I'm going to pitch woo with that young lady. And I said, uh, pardon me, madame, I would like to pitch woo to thee. And she said, uh, what the fuck are you talking about, sir? So I put her in a headlock and said, I'm pitching woo. And then, you know, four years later we broke up. But, you know. Was there a, did, did anybody hit each other with a chair? Was there a chair involved or maybe like a. Her, her friend that was with her uh, hit me repeatedly with a chair. Uh-huh. Uh, screaming, why the hell are you wrestling my friend? Uh, you know, some other. So that would have been a great opportunity for a pile driver. Yeah. 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 Next time. Yeah. Well, no. Wait, here's the thing, though, is I didn't want to break either of their necks. So after the friend stopped beating me, I was all like fucked up because uh, I got hit with a chair a bunch. Mm-hmm. And then the, the girl that ended up dating that I that I headlocked after pitching woo, uh, she said, "Oh, you poor thing, you're all you're all jacked up in your face. Oh, you, you totally get your face the, the Marty McFly method, exactly. Huh? And also that's okay. why my face looks like this because oh, I got, right, got I right. smashed in with the, uh, that's that's that explains my hideous visage. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we we dated for a while. It was good. And then um, weirdly enough, she broke up with me by wrestling as well. You know, uh, she called it, me in a heel hook and then told think, me she's leaving. I think what we call that is bookending, you know, yeah. where where uh, she was major, yeah. major events um, build up to a climax and then they sort of unfold in a mm. mirroring of the previous events. Yeah, it, it's like poetry. It's, it rhymes. it's totally it's totally a literary device. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's yeah. like the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, she put me in a heel hook and uh, told me she was leaving. And, you know, I thought. No, she's a smart lady. She was good at telling stories. I mean, I'm like, I get that. I'm glad. I'm glad we went that way. Also, heel hook. That's a sophisticated move. That's not an easy one. Yeah, I feel like she really put some thought and effort into this. It absolutely shattered both my ACL and MCL and ego. Yeah. 
No, I mean, I knew she could have taken me. I mean, the first time we met, she beat the shit out of me with a chair. Well, her friend did, but I'm pretty sure she got some licks in. Hey, you know, teamwork makes the dream work, they say. Exactly. I miss my old face, though. Anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> I loved the line where Marceline's advice does get worse. At one point, she's like, you know, okay, enough of the fun. Uh, uh, Princess Bubblegum needs adventure. She needs to be chased by wolves. And Finn's like, like, metaphorically? <laughs> but... <laughs> The scene where they go out running with the wolves and howling at the moon and fighting with the wolves and like just the the wolf scene, I I love. It's just a classic Adventure Time, and it's such a great bonding moment between Marceline and Finn. You know, like yes. like she does become such a an important character, and it's great seeing her have these sorts of moments. You know, Finn, I think is well. We talked about this with um with henchmen, where. Finn, I think, is really instrumental in um, reminding Marceline of her, her humanity. Yeah, uh, I think that there's a there's there's more depth to their interaction than than comes across in sort of like a lighthearted scene. Well, this episode also was the first one that so I I've always kind of shipped uh, Finn and Marceline. Obviously, yeah, you know, no, not obviously because she dated a boy too, but um. I always thought like they should like you know once Finn gets you know of of legal age whatever that is on ooh that they should like give it a run, mm-hmm. um, and this was one of those episodes that starts that because eh? I've like this is like kind of where my crush on Marceline really c- comes in earnest. Um, she can turn her into a giant demon. She can mm-hmm. bite wolves. Like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tentacles. Yeah, there's tentacles which I you know coming from my hentai background oh, I really it, really love. But she uh, can also turn into a bat and she can shape and she can change size. Yeah, I can do that too though. Yeah, right. I mean, changing size is a gradual thing. It's generally only larger, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but changing into a bat. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. 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 I can only do it, um, on a full moon and I have to be walking witter shins, but it's, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. you, you know how it works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we yeah. all know science. Oh, man. You know, anybody can see this. Uh, in fact, there's a full moon in, in just a couple of weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Go to the center of uh, Lad's Edition on, on the yeah, evening we'll, of the We'll live stream moon. on Twitch. Yeah. 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 We'll live stream it on Twitch. Alex will change into a yeah. bat. Yeah. Walk witter shins around the Lad circle and then, mm-hmm. uh, then I, then I say my name. Three times loudly at the sky and scream, mm-hmm. I will kill you at the moon. And then I turn into a bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. The Sometimes moon knows he what goes it to did. jail. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, <laughs> you got to change neighborhoods each time. Okay. So, okay. Uh, so Finn gets banished. Finn finally uh, realizes he has this little thing where he's like, oh, it was Marceline all along. He goes to her house and they have a great conversation where Marceline's like, I don't want to date you. And Finn's like, what? I don't want to date you either. We're just going to be friends. I want to go as friends. And they do. And yeah. it's it's cute. It's really nice. It's kind of um I feel like it's uh it kind of breaks the mold of um stupid sitcom romance. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go and the Finn actually gets a crush on her. I mean, I think Finn does get a crush on her as the series goes on, but the point is, I'm glad they didn't go that way on this one. Mm-hmm. It is very cuz as we as we joked and then said very seriously, Finn's sexuality is brought up way too fucking much on this show. Uh, yeah. For, uh, not on this show, on, on Adventure Time. I would like to never bring it up because he's a child, but this show keeps forcing. I mean, I guess when you're a kid, you think about that shit a lot. But um, yeah, I'm glad that it, it came out in like a kind of friendly chase kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I like the reveal. And I wrote down this quote that uh, Marceline's like, well, why did you think you need to blah, blah, blah? And she says, Jake said couples night has weird kissing requirements and complex initiation rituals. Yeah. <laughs> I like Finn when he suddenly becomes smart. And yeah. that's, that's a fun line. Yeah. Well, even when he's like, when he asks if the, the wolf chase is supposed to be metaphorical, that's a fairly intelligent line for Finn. Yeah. Like he's, <clears throat> he, he sometimes is, he, he's, he's kind of an idiot, but every once in a while he's yeah. smart. 
And I like the last line of uh, couples night sucks. Mm-hmm. And then they, they pan over and there's uh, there's two gummy people just going down at each other hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love also, I mean, it's it's a it's a dumb ending with the ending where they ride the wolves screen. Yeah, that's fun. I yeah, like it. I, I want to ride wolves through a movie screen sometime. Yeah, I would love to ride wolves again. through Again. I think yeah. that sounds like amazing. Um, okay, so any notes on that episode? No. Me neither. Me neither. It was it was really She just... says Alfuita's in it again. Yeah. Alfuita's in. Yeah, well, it's pretty well established by the end of Adventure Time that um that uh Princess Bubblegum is is a fluent German speaker. Yeah. Yeah. She's a polyglot. Thinking right. thinking of words that uh sound really gross but aren't. Yeah, yeah. Polyglot just sounds gross. Polyglot sounds like a cyst. Speaking of uh, words, do you uh, let's do a segment now. Do you have any shiny rocks? I have. Not only do I have a shiny rock. Yeah? I have a shiny rock that references this episode. What? Is it polyglot? No. I already know that one. No. And you're probably going to know this one, too. Actually, okay. I'm very sure you're going to guess this one. Okay, okay. Uh, do you know what semantic satiation is? Semantic satiation? I feel like that's when the... S- semantics satiate you like doesn't it just mean what it says nope then what's semantic satiation you know sometimes when you say fun so many times that the word loses all meaning oh yeah 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 so it's it's when you just keep uh uh, you know repeating a word and so much to the point you're like is that even the word anymore and the word stops being the word you're like ah fuck my brain's breaking that's semantic i I would call that semantic saturation uh well you're not a scientist and i got that from a scientist look look I'm through with this shaming of me for not finishing college. I didn't finish college because there were more fun things to do. I'm not shaming you for not finishing college. I'm shaming you for not being a scientist. But don't you have to finish college to be a scientist? You know, you could be like a fringe weird scientist. (laughs) Like a Dr. Moreau thing. Okay, so I have one more more, um, thing in the segment. Okay. I found uh, from um, Depths of Wikipedia on Uh Instagram, which I've stolen from before – it's not stealing if you reference it, but um, there's a list of uh, what the phrase "you can't have your cake and eat it too" uh-huh. uh, is in other languages. Oh, so for instance, in Albanian, it's to take a swim and not get wet. <laughs> uh, Czech is you can't sit on two chairs at the same time. Which, by the way, if you're American, you can easily do that. <laughs> Bulgarian is uh, you can't have both the dick and the ass and the soul in heaven. Wow. Yep. Wow. Uh, Hebrew, it is impossible to hold the stick from both ends, which... What? Yeah. How I mean, long is how long are Jewish sticks? Yeah. Or, or were Jewish people like one-handed for a long mm, time? Maybe, maybe, maybe a stick is of a certain length. Yeah. Uh, in Romanian, you can't reconcile the goat and the cabbage. Okay. That in makes sense. Tamil, which I don't even know what that is, uh, desire to have both the mustache and drink the porridge. <laughs> Which I feel like is very Whoa! much you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know that problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, in Tigrinya, again, don't know where that is. You, in quotes, a lady, wanted a man. Oh, by the way, Tamil, that's uh, Sri Lanka. That's what I thought, but I was you like. You know, like the Tamil Tigers? As I, as uh, I said that, I'm like, oh, I actually do think I know where that is. You know yeah. the musician MIA? She's Tamil. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. There we go. Do you Sorry. know what Tigrinya is? Tigrinya? No. Yeah, it's a you, a lady, wanted a man, but you hate the beard. You wanted a man, but you hate the beard. That's a that's a rough spot to be in. Yeah. Um, Tigrinya, uh, I don't know if I can turn this far enough without fucking things up. Has a cool cool alphabet. Oh, that's an Ethiopian alphabet. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's it's uh, it's cool. Uh, yeah. It's called um, shit. Is that called Agardic? I believe. 
I mean, that sounds like something Thor would use. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, a Gardic. What well, you, what I'm, you... I I'm wrong. I'm no, wrong. no. I, I know that's not it exactly. You know, 100% but could be right. I have no fucking idea. It just sounds very Norse. Uh, hold on. Okay, so that was a little section I like to call stuff from Look at some the website. shiny rock I found. Oh, no. Was, also the yeah. websites that have yeah. rocks that uh, are Depths, of, Depths of Wikipedia on Instagram. Can't recommend enough that you don't follow them because I'm probably going to steal more from them and I want it to be sound original on, on our show. There's a, um, there's a really good uh, uh, Twitter account that also does sort of like the Depths of uh, Wikipedia thing where they just post little portions of screenshots. Of, yeah. Uh, and I, I love it. There's just that's what this is. Maybe it's the same account on, on Twitter. It could be. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I I, uh, I have to say I love falling into a wiki hole every once in a while and just following threads deep into the depths of Wikipedia. There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, I've, I've done it before. I used to play the um, uh, you get it. I don't remember the name of it, but it's kind of like a seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. But like you say, uh, uh, name like literally just name anything. Like uh, Lord Byron's left sock. Lord Byron's left sock. Well. Something that has a Wikipedia page. Yeah, something that has a Wikipedia page or can be referenced in a Wikipedia page. Yeah, so you could be like uh, the Galapagos Silence. I mean, we could do Lord Byron. Yeah, Lord Byron would be great. Okay, and then I'm going to say Ka as known in the Egyptian. Oh, I've already got the connection. Dude, but so, but the idea is, you just see how many times you can click uh-huh. uh, in Wikipedia, and the lowest number of clicks wins. Oh, I could totally do this. And what what would be your? I would go Lord Byron, Percy Bysshe Shelley, Ozymandias, the poem, uh, Ancient Egypt. Okay, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Um, I don't think I would have gotten to Ozymandias. That would have taken me a while. Also, I was really bad at the game, so I didn't play it that much. <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> well, I've got too much stuff in my head. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of too much stuff in your head, how's, oh, how's, how many things do you have in your stomach? I I have uh, cute teddy bears. Ah, do they all have emoji on their bellies? No, they're like those ones from the Grateful Dead that like hold hands and you know. Mm. Oh, see, you have to have the emoji bears. Yeah, except, emoji, emoji bears. I love those on my breakfast cereal. Except the only problem with the emoji bears is their fireworks. You have to get the laser pointer kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You also need uh, a stomach that doesn't digest things. Yeah, because you don't want to turn your emoji pairs into the stuff. The stuff, which the is what they call poop. Stuff. Yes. Um, in Jonah and the Whale, uh-huh. uh from what's that? The Bible. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Book. Did they? Did they even like discuss the 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 bile and stomach acid? Did they ever make a movie out of that book? I don't. It's such a big book. I don't think I want to read it. The Bible. Yeah. Not the whole thing. Like bits and pieces. They okay. Have. Okay. Yeah. It's not um, like the Mahabharata. No, well, like uh, the like the Jonah and the Whale just was Brendan Fraser, the whale. I think he won like best actor for it. I that was based think, on Jonah and the know, Whale. My yeah. favorite, uh, my favorite being in a in in the belly of a whale story is um, Panaccio. No, huh. no, uh, the Adventures of Baron M- von Munchausen. Oh uh, yeah, I really like that movie. I was telling somebody about it recently because I had no fucking oh, idea what that was. God, yeah. I love that movie so much. And then there's that. Scene, so when they're in the whale. Um, the Baron pulls out his snuff box and he says, he has this great line. It's the only line from the movie that I ever remember. I have often found a pinch of snuff to be most efficacious. And he uses his snuff to make the whale sneeze them all out. Yeah. I just, I guess I just want them being slowly dissolved while that happens. Yeah. I feel like anything that gets caught in the belly of something, you never really see anything get all the way digested. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. I'm going to call the uh, editors of the Bible and have them uh, put in a footnote. I, I think about it a lot when I eat really spicy food and I pay attention to how long it takes before 
I get the ring of fire. Mm. I think about it a lot when I think of those idiots that take the Bible literally. And it's like, there's a fucking story about an asshole inside of a whale. And he's there for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're dumb to take that book literally. And also, how is there so much air down there? Shouldn't, yeah. that, shouldn't that big beast, shouldn't the whale or the beast or whatever, do they never burp? I don't think you're supposed to have that much air in your stomach. No, I don't think it'd be buoyant anymore. Like, I, I mean, I think it'd be super buoyant because it'd just be yeah, full. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think it'd be healthy. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to think this book's stupid. <laughs> and also this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's here's my notes. Let's okay. just blast through. Um, right. There's bears in a stomach. They have to talk the bears out there. That's the whole episode. Right. Here's the fun things. Uh, we noticed that uh, one of the bears has a shit emoji. Yeah, it looks like all the... I think all the bears have emoji on them. Yes, but... I went, oh, shit emoji. The excuse for shit emoji is that it's, it originally was supposed to be ice cream. That's what people were joking around about. And it, it looked like the shit emoji but, in this was pink. It, no, but there's a shit emoji. But there's another bear with an ice cream cone, which means in the the, the hieroglyphs of this, of this show, uh-huh. if there's already an established ice cream emoji, one on a cone, the other one must be, you know, by the transitive property. No, shit. not necessarily. The ice cream in the ice cream cone is hard serve ice cream. The shit emoji is supposed to be soft serve. Ice cream. Oh, so you're saying the difference between uh, okay, so it's soft serve. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still don't buy it. I think it's poop or the stuff, as they like to call it's it. The stuff. Uh, I also like to point out that when they meet Party Pat, the leader of these bears, he's laying on some form of organ, like, and it's supposed to be like a waterbed. Yeah, to Party Pat fucks. Party Pat is crazy. I would, I would love to party with Party Pat, or you know what. 25-year-old me would have loved to party with Party Pat. I think at this point, I'm a little too old. I wouldn't be able to keep up with him. Yeah, I mean, you got those cool uh, honey-based energy drinks, though, so that'll keep going. And I, and you know those 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 rave bears, those party bears, they were definitely on something. Yeah, they're they're high on uh, honey juice. What's that stuff? Mead. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's mead and uh, Red Bull. <laughs> it's I think it's mead and hallucinogenic mushrooms. Yeah. yeah, it's it's this episode is um is fun but uh, fairly inconsequential and I find uh, there's nothing to it. Even there's, there's yeah. so little substance to it. You they basically just and. I'm a little irritated about the part where the beast uh, drinks the lava. Yeah. Like, like I mean, they establish that the beast is pretty much impervious. You know, they, they the, Finn hits it with a sword. They do all this stuff to it. Nothing seems to bother it. It swallows trees whole and everything's fine. The only thing that ever seems to bother it is that the bears use fireworks. Yeah. But then it drinks lava. Well, it did have, it did have bags under its eyes. So maybe he's bothered by the fireworks because of the noise. And he just gets kept up at night. That's that's going to be my okay. that's my supposition. All right, because I do think that the beast is pretty much invulnerable. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing about this episode is Party Pat's played by Andy Samberg of uh, of Saturday Night Live fame. Um, I think he's from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I, hope it I don't know. I I'm, I know I, him from Comedy Bang Bang. I believe you, and I don't know who this guy is. Uh, I think he's the lead about. guy in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Really. Uh oh yeah he's he's married to Joanna Newsom who's on, like one on, of my favorite on. Do you people. Have a picture of him? Uh yeah uh yeah that guy. Oh yeah that's the Brooklyn Nine Nine guy. Yeah all right I do know who he is. Uh yeah yeah I married to Joanna Newsom who's he like my favorite looks, artist. Um he kind of looks like Party Pat in real life. Yeah uh so yeah uh, Andy Samberg he's a uh, he's a guy. He is and he played Party Pat. This episode's stupid. I don't just I. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I would love to draw about more enthusiasm, but like, there's literally nothing. It's a fun, cute episode. Again, C minus. It's just like a. Just remember, yeah. before you talk to the chief, you must party with the chief. It is the only way. Mm-hmm. That's the best quote from the episode. Yeah, 
and and party pat putting on a fake third eye to like feign enlightenment yeah, yeah it's kind of fun like oh yeah and this is a sticker yeah <laughs> like it's fine it's it's, yeah. it's it's fine it's just not it's not worth talking about it uh let us not waste our, our precious years on this earth okay prattling on about All right. yes yes enough with the belly of the beast, let's move on to season two, episode twenty-two. Oh wait, wait. before we move on, do you have a, a segment at all? No, not really. Do you have a segment? Do you have another one? No. Okay, okay so season two, episode twenty-two, the limit. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, not yeah. like the Eagles song. Uh, the Eagles song. I don't. I'm not coming up with it. It's okay. That's fine. I, I'm. It's not my fault that you're uncultured. Yeah, I'm just not as old as you. <laughs> Your ancient ass. <laughs> probably standing online when uh, that right, album so, came out. So the limit is really an episode exploring the culture of uh, the hot dog nation, um, who are ruled over by a hot dog princess. Um, the hot dog people are idiots. They make uh, the candy people look like fucking geniuses. Honestly, like yeah, they really do. They really make, yeah. They're, they they're, make the banana guards stupid. look competent. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're real dumb. Their their nation seems to be just like a like a four foot diameter play pen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been curious about that because there were there were a lot of hot dog guards in this episode, and I'm not sure that they would all fit in Hot Dog Kingdom, but there must be more to it. Well, so <clears throat> as we're discussing this show being a little lazy in the in the drawing this season, uh-huh. they really fuck up scale a lot. So in the previous episode. Those the, bears were not nearly small enough to be fitting in the stomach of that beast. That beast was not nearly large enough yeah, to either fit way. anything. Yeah. yeah, so that was yeah, and I think maybe they just uh, transdimensional yeah. organs. Uh, yeah, maybe it's like a TARDIS. Yeah, inside. It, it, yeah. Tar- TARDIS guts. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Uh, so yeah, they find out that there's a, a labyrinth that some hot dog guards got stuck in. That at the center of the labyrinth there is a wish granting uh, thing, and uh, of mm. course Finn and Jake. Uh, Come together and say, "We're of course we know what to wish for." An ancient psychic tandem war elephant, which is exactly what we would wish for, isn't it? Which I would like to bring back my theory that I referenced a lot in season one. Yes, that the totality of the plot of Adventure Time and his main storyline is a retelling the Mahabharata. If that shit ain't from Mahabharata, I don't know what is. <laughs> like that is exactly the kind of shit that like somebody during that big ass battle, like uh, the Bhagavad Gita part, like somebody would be busting that thing out. Yeah. You know. Like uh, uh, Arjuna and his bow, and then it's like, you know, uh, Dave and his psychic war elephant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, the ancient psychic tandem war elephant, it's ancient. Yeah. So you know it's probably been around since the Mahabharata. Oh, yeah, it probably was. Yeah, it's probably yeah. in the Mahabharata. It yeah, definitely yeah, predates yeah. the Mushroom War. I probably would have asked them. Be like, hey, what was Arjuna like? Yeah. Be like, delicious. Yeah. That'd be funny if that was the end, yeah. Um. Yeah, the ancient psychic tandem war elephants. Like this is a this is an interesting addition to the Adventure Time universe because that thing is obviously a massively powerful war machine, and um, it does show up a few times through the rest of the series. I know of at least one more time it shows up. The episode where Finn and Jake spend all their money because mm-hmm. it got they had so much gold that it popped out of the treehouse and spilled out with it is uh, ancient psychic war uh, blah 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 yeah yeah I yeah. can never say it right ancient psychic tandem war elf yeah I just yeah. I feel like the words are in the wrong order yeah they A P T W E no but I mean I feel like it should be psych I mean, ancient tandem psychic war elephant no no it's more psychic than it is tandem hmm. No. So a tandem war elephant. But you only see one of his heads be psychic. So it means it's more tandem than psychic. Right. Because tandem war elephants are a thing. And this is a psychic tandem war. But it's Mm. also really old. So it's an ancient psychic tandem war elephant. Yeah. 
I don't know. Does that help at all? No, not at all. Also, I'm kind of dumb, so like, just (laughs) we can just leave it there. It's fine. I'm I'm willing to cop to that. Um, so so the there's another time the ancient psychic tandem war elephant shows up, which is in the very final episode, uh, when there's the final battle with um, uh, Golb. I don't remember that. I mean, I remember that, but I don't remember he, the, the thing the that's details. the thing that's dumb about it is he shows up after everything is done, like after the climax. Oh, of the that's episode, right, I do remember. And he's that. like, "I yeah. heard there was a war." Yeah, 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 and it's just sort of like, "Well, you probably would have been useful." Yeah, I forgot about that. That's it, fun. it, it yeah. would have been great to have him included because I would have loved to see ancient psychic tandem war elephant take on one of those chaos monsters or something. Yeah, like that'd be cool. But yeah, he he's never really important, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but one of the other uh, things I think in this episode that is interesting is um, Jake's stretching power being. Yeah, that is there is a limit to it. Yeah, yeah. taken to its limit because that limit is also really, really important uh, later on in other Jake stories like his, you know, his his powers having limits. Oh, yeah, being yeah. Important. I think um, been specifically stretching limit. I'm like, does that come up again? It does. It does. Really? Uh, his stretching limit comes up. uh like in in season you know, in the final season. Oh, okay, I haven't seen the last two seasons I, since they aired. I just rewatched them. Yeah, and I will tell you this: uh, have some Kleenex. You're gonna cry a lot. Yeah, I'm probably. Yeah, like I'm a mess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're really emotionally. They're they're they they treat your emotions like a. I got bag. misty playing fucking Legend of Zelda the other day. Well. Then you probably should just always have some Kleenex handy. When I do. There's a, there's a box like right there. Oh, I didn't think that was for crying. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, I also use it for other fluids. Yeah. Like yeah. spit. Right, right. Or the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I poo in here often. <laughs> um, yeah. So he stretches a bunch. And they meet a golem. They mispronounce that as Gollum, um, which, yeah, that's the guy mm-hmm. from Lord of the Rings. Golem yep, yep. is the Jewish uh, weird mud monster with a skull in his mouth. Hot dogs are immune to poison, which I feel like is kind of a given. Is it though? Because I mean, I so growing up in the New York metro area, uh-huh. uh, hot dog vendors were famously uh, there making people sick. That was like the the joke. Okay, but the hot dog isn't sick. Like hot the hot dog is doing fine. So the hot do- oh so so the hot dogs got poisoned, but then become venomous. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Right, so right. so hot dogs are immune to venom. Yeah. But that doesn't um, mean that you should eat one after it has been envenomed. Gotcha. So it's yeah. like it's kind of like a botulism kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, or it's it. sort of like um, I'm trying to think of an example in nature. Uh, I'm almost certain that there's some sort of animal that like eats something that makes it toxic to other stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that too. Like um, uh, I know that it's come up. I, I just can't. Remember. I can't think of it either. Yeah. That's annoying. But, but yes, that is a thing that happens if in nature. Only we and I had a scientist. It. Don't get me fucking started. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jake's uh, insides get all mashed up, and I love his admission that actually I'll do anything he has want if you say my name three times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I lo- that, that's that's the best quote in this whole episode. Well, what's fun about that is one, just funny, but uh, and you know, going to the Jake being kind of a frat bro sort mm-hmm. of thing, but also because they're about to go into a wishing situ- situation, using three times is is evoking that it is, uh, it is. that kind of uh, weird ancient mythology. And he is a magic dog. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, so, uh, the hot dogs. Okay. I, I mean, if you, if you've watched the episode, then you know that there are multiple sets of hot dog guards, you know, there's, uh, and, and the hot dogs, there are four of the hot dog guards that go through the, um, the maze with Finn and Jake. And they are 
tiny idiots, but they're dressed in like classic D and D adventure outfits. Yeah, they their outfits like are on point. Helmets and axes and swords and shields and. Uh, one of the hot dog guards has a shield with like a really classic uh, symbol on it. it their little tiny outfits are adorable mm. uh, and they just ruin everything. Like at the end before everything is saved, there's only one hot dog guard left. Um, the, yeah. the second to last one. So they get to the end where there's the, the mud ferret or whatever it is that's granting wishes. And uh, one of them's like, I wish I had a box and a, like a cardboard box appears. He's like, yes. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He's happy. Good for him. And the other one's like, I wish I, I wish I could blow up, you know, like get big, but it's too late. He explodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, that box guy though is right. Like he's got, he's got a, a tiny wish and he got it and it mm-hmm. made him happy. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that's the best wish out of them all. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, I think there's a lot uh, of, uh, so, so wishes like is, is a, Great D and D reference, you know, like there's a D and D ninth level spell. Those are the most powerful spells called Wish. That wait, can... wait, wait, wait. hold on a second. There's a spell called Wish. Yeah. Also, ninth is the highest. Why not ten? I don't know. It's just it just goes back to the classic D and D stuff. Uh, but I mean, don't the aren't there ten sided die or there nine sided die too? No, but there but tenth level ninth level spells are the highest level of spells. I got it. Normal... what I'm saying is we need to make all the numbers reflect each other. So if you have a D ten, why not have a level ten okay, spell? Okay, so you know how when you roll a D ten, there's a zero on it. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Well, have I've... you ever seen a D ten? Uh, no. Oh my god! I've literally played Dungeons and Dragons once. Oh, uh, you are so not and that a nerd. Was so not a nerd. Thirty years ago, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to get you some dice just so you can see them. Um, I had my own set of uh, dice for um, that Lovecraft game that John and I played that I don't remember the name of. Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, don't think that has ten sided dice. It's got a bunch of different die in there, though. Okay. I'm sure about that because I because I had them I and I kept forgetting which one I'm supposed to roll because I'm. I I played like one game of it. <laughs> like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So in uh, so a ten sided die is numbered zero through nine. Are you making that up? No, I'm serious. Are you? I'm serious. They're numbered zero through nine. So if you're rolling a ten sided die and you roll a zero, you're just like, oh, that's ten. It's just there's they don't have room for two digits on the faces, so it's zero through nine. Of course they do. There's twenty sided die. Yeah, but those numbers are littler. So you're saying a font issue presents pre- prevents people from having a level ten spell? Look, do I look like a do I look like a plastic molding historian? No, but you do look like Gary Gygax. Ah, I should probably look more like Dave Arnett. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you want to? Say, you should probably say that again. Yeah, I'm good. No, come on. You should say no. But you look just like Dave Arneson. Uh, and I don't know what either of them look like. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know what Gary Gygax. I mean, honestly. When I picture Gary Gygax, even before I met you, I feel like not that he would look exactly like you, but I feel like you would you be in, like, the, in the realm of of Gygaxian you feel like look. If there is a lineup, yeah, they're like there's like a police lineup, and they exactly. like, pick out Gary Gygax. He'd be like probably that guy with the mustache. Yeah, because I feel like Gary Gygax would have your kind of uh, ostentatious facial hair, and you, know? mm-hmm. you know the the, the kind of. Uh, Archaic glasses. Archaic's the wrong term, but the look them up. Look them up right old, now. Old look, style glasses. Look them up. You'll be you'll be delighted. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Gary Guy Gax. I have no idea if that's how you spell it. Oh, that is. I'm not that far. Honestly, you are you not do, that far. You off. do kind of look like Gary Guy Gax. <laughs> like I mean, you don't look like Gary Guy Gax, but like it's not a million miles. Okay. Off. Well, then now look up Dave Arneson. Uh, he was the the co-creator. Yeah, I know. I remember because uh, um, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Oh boy, you also look like Dave Arneson. Oh shit. Shit. 
Holy shit. No, I mean, you really look like Dave Arneson. Well, I talked to Dave Arneson Wait, wait, wait. wait. Look at, uh, do you not know what he looks like? Look at that picture. That could be you. Holy shit. I do look like Dave Arneson. You look like Dave Arneson. We might be related. That's, that's fucking crazy. Audience at home, man, you're you're sure you're glad this is an audio podcast. (laughs) I will, um, I will make sure that there are pictures of Dave Arneson and Gary Gygax linked in the show notes. Yeah, linked because we can't put pictures in it. Yeah, but there won't be pictures of me. You're just going to have to imagine. Yeah, you're, we did this one time, though. You're very easily uh, Googleable. Yeah, very your, your picture. Yeah, it's true. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, so what I was going to, what I was getting at is that, no, the ninth level is the highest level of spell. But uh, beginning in either second or third edition, uh, they added cantrips, which are basically zero level spells. So there are 10 levels worth of spells. Okay. And also um. in, I think... Uh, so in the early eighties, there was a set of basic dungeons and dragons that was non-advanced that came in like these colored box sets. And one of them was, um, so they, they sort of like went up in level and the last one, the black box was immortal level dungeons and dragons where you were basically playing gods. And I think at that point you could get 10th level spells. So 10th level spells certainly show up every once in a while, but normal plain old, off-the-shelf vanilla D&D, ninth level is as good as it yeah. gets. Well, when, when I get, recreate like... the universe, I'm going to make sure 10th level spells are, are there. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, this is obviously a lot of talk about this episode. Do you have anything else about it? <laughs> well, I was just going to end with talking about the wish. The wishes oh, right. were, were great. Like, I loved that sort of inclusion. Um, and no, that's all I have. Yeah. Uh, you know, so audience at home, just to reaffirm, these these episodes were a great idea because imagine us doing an episode with only two of these and trying to make this even. We honestly we're running short. Are we? And we how are we possibly running short? Episodes, we talked about four episodes. episodes I didn't even bring another segment to talk about. Um, uh, no, all right. So that's the end of that. Would you? We have another segment we can talk about. Okay. Okay. Uh, who won this episode? I fucking remembered. Okay. Um. Oh, I know who I'm going to vote for. I want you to vote first because I haven't figured it out yet. I'm voting for the wolves. Oh shit. Um, they were adorable. They were fun. They were foaming at the mouth. They made me excited about one of these episodes in a way where I was like, shit, I wish I was there. I want to be doing that right now. They never had names or speaking parts. Yeah. All they did was howl and pant. Uh, and that's totally who I'm voting for is the wolves. I'm going to vote for the duck that Finn tries to kiss. It's a goose. That's a duck. Well, he calls it a duck, but. Well, and he's the arbiter of of reality. He's the only human on that planet. I think another really good... Um, there, there wasn't any Linnaeus uh, giving <laughs> uh, binomial nomenclature to things. True. Uh, I think another really good uh, candidate might be uh, the bear with poo emoji. Yeah, that's true. Who, Actually, that was my second my Who second didn't place. do a damn thing. No, he just was in the back. we spent more time talking about him than we did about many other background sure. characters. All right, so here's the other second we can do. Uh, what have you been uh, reading, watching, playing, looking, living, loving? Uh, okay, so I've continued playing Slay the Spire. Uh, by the way, the call to action, maybe we should, uh, my call to action this time is come and follow us on Twitch. Yeah. We're not twitching uh, super often, but I think we're going to try to do it like once or twice a week. And um, I don't know, what are we going to be playing today? I don't want to... Uh, we're going to be playing a game today. It's okay. a it's a whole thing. We're going to save it for the stream. So okay, okay. audience at home to find out, go to twitch.tv. I mean, the stream will have already happened by the time. Oh, that's a really good point. Oh, sorry. I'm an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dumb. Um, uh, we're playing a game called Frog Fractions, 
which is a it's a math game. Yeah, it is. It's, oh, it's a, I love it's math. a children's math game. Okay, that, that became fun. famous on the internet for a while. Um, a lot of streamers played it. There's like speed runs and stuff. It just it was one of those weird. So okay. we'll, we'll play it. Audience at home, if you've seen it. Uh, you know, it, it had a weird thing on Twitch for a while. Uh, but we're going to go back to playing Slay the Spire on stream. Uh, I have unlocked more cards on the silent or on, on defect because mm-hmm. I realized we lost our run. I mean, we got pretty far, but I realized like I I hadn't had any advanced cards unlocked. I don't we think did we did a had, good job. We didn't have any rare cards. I think we had one rare card in the deck. Everything else was uncommon. We and did such a good job. Yeah, so for, we really kicked for a complete. Uh, uh, not a complete deck. I mean, I th- that was a that was a really good run we made. So now yeah. that I've unlocked some more cards, I think we're going to have a real good chance at uh, defeating the heart. Uh, so that's uh, that's our call to action. Follow us on Twitch. We are Wizbiz Podcast on Twitch. You can come and see us there. Yes. Uh, wait, hold on. What else was I talking about? Uh, what you're playing, reading, etc. Um, I uh have still been reading the Marcus Didio Falco novels, which mm. are a series of historical novels taking place in ancient Rome. Um. They have been so delightful that I've just been devouring them. I've been reading them like crazy. Uh, but I also just downloaded a couple of uh, Bettany Hughes uh, books. She's a historian who does like TV documentaries and stuff, but she's got some pretty good stuff that I'm looking forward to reading. Boring Hong Shu. Oh, I'm sorry, Hong Shu. I just wanted to call back Hong Shu. Um, <laughs> I How about you? have been playing the new Legend of Zelda, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which is a long awaited sequel to Breath of the Wild and it is every- Which one smells better? The uh, Tears of the Kingdom or the Breath of the Wild? Mm, tears. Okay, that that would be my guess too. But uh yeah, a lot of, there was a lot of concern going into this and there, no spoiler review because even when this episode comes out it's not going to be that long that the game's been out. Boy, does it it like it's so much better than it has any right to be. The fact that it's a sequel um, using the same, somewhat of the same world map. It is, it's, it's just, it's fucking amazing. It's giant. Uh, the new mechanics they brought in are really fun. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's an overall delightful good time. Uh-huh. And the other thing, uh, I've been reading, uh, I talked about this on Jaws, uh, John Alex Hay stuff. So just blow through because other people have heard it, but I, I just read the uh, John Scalzi dispatcher books. Oh, they're like, like novellas or whatever, but they're super fun. Like really mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, it's, uh, it's set in a world 10 years ago. Um, basically 10 years ago, uh, guys hiking with his wife, wife pushes him off a cliff, hits the ground and dies. Oh yeah. Yeah. That happened to me once. And, uh, he wakes up in his, so they're in, um, like Nepal. Uh He wakes up in his bed in California instantly. No one can be killed anymore. Well, every one in a thousand times you stay dead. Whoa. Like statistically not kill yourself a thousand times and then you die. Like Uh it's, um, uh, but killing yourself actually makes you die permanently, but dying of old age, he kills you permanently. But oh. murder can't. So dispatchers are people that go to people that are like grievously injured in the car wrecks or whatever. Uh-huh. And like real quick, just puts a bullet in their head essentially so they can respawn back at their house. Uh, and you know, then they're back. yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a really, it's, and it becomes like a, like a kind of, it, uh, uh, in a world where murder is nearly impossible, a murder mystery. Uh-huh. And it's really fun. Yeah. It's just, uh, they're super good. Just, there's no depth to them at all. They're just fun, well-written, very modern. Oh, that sounds you know. fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, John Scalzi, The Dispatcher books. Uh, I've also, I just, I've been uh, binge watching uh, this show called The Manifest. Oh, uh, with, the, with the plane? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I watched the, I watched the first four, se- three seasons. Yeah, it's, um, it's good. It's definitely a way to eat up some time. It is exact. That's exactly my review of it. It yeah. gets better as it goes, which is rare mm-hmm. for a show. It is. Um, but I, I, 
when it came back for the fourth season on Netflix, I never got around to watching it, which probably says a lot about how how invested I was. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought that mystery was really good, like the way they revealed it. It was a nice setup. It was like basically they went, hey, lost. We'll just do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, I'm enjoying it. But yeah. it's not uh, it's not a it's not a masterpiece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so before we go real quick, uh, I did a call to action last time, but uh, 10 year anniversary of my novel Periphery is coming out. Uh, it would really mean a lot to me if you left a nice review on Amazon, uh, bought the book, told friends about it. If you've already read it, you know, post on Twitter, post on TikTok, do, do things because, uh, oh boy, um, you know, that's a lot of uh, momentum mori going on here. There's a lot of, oh boy, I'm dying tomorrow because 10 years ago was that book and that didn't change my Your life. Your hair's not even show. gray yet. Yeah, I got some gray hair. Where? Uh, the sides got a little gray, got a little gray in my beard. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's making this up. I'm sitting right across from him. I don't see any gray hair. Oh, that's because your old man eyes are going bad. I tr- I'm sure you. There's some... Uh, oh, man. Why am I arguing this? Like, yeah, no, I got no gray hairs. Yeah, I'm I'm a cool <laughs> 20-something. I turn it. Yeah, uh, Periphery, uh, we'll leave uh, a note in the show notes. Uh, you know, yeah, there'll be a link for that. If you, have any, if you have any love for me, or for Eric, inexplicably, leave a nice review on my book. <laughs> <laughs> Hold <laughs> right. on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, follow us online. Uh, Wizbiz Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and WizBizPodcast.com. You can go there uh, to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and you can find us anywhere that podcasts are normally found. So, exactly. Yeah. And that's it. And um, have a lovely mm, uh, period of time until you listen to our next episode. Yes. Yes. Enjoy your fortnight. Bye. Bye. Alfita Zane, Minor Champions. Mwah. Mwah.